Hello and welcome to Afroqueer. I'm your host, Sally Chum. Today I'm here with reporter, producer, Ida Halinambi. Hey, Ida. Hey, Sally. So it was an exciting week in Nairobi. Can you tell everyone what happened this week? Yes. This week was the premiere, the Kenyan premiere of the film Rafiki. I was so excited. (laughs) And for those who don't know um, what the film Rafiki is or why it was such a big deal that it opened and premiered here in Nairobi this week, can you fill us in? Yeah. So it's a film directed by one of Kenya's leading filmmakers, Wunuri Kahu, and it was banned in Kenya before it even got to the cinemas. Well, the Kenya Film Classification Board has restricted a local film titled Rafiki due to its theme, which according to the KFCB boss Ezekiel Mutua, promotes homosexuality. Mutua made the revelation... Rafiki is a lesbian coming-of-age film and was banned by the Kenya Film Classification Board, or KFCB, for, quote, overtly promoting lesbianism. The banning, the decision we have taken today to ban that movie is because it goes counter to the dominant values of the Kenyan people. So the film premiered at the Cannes Film Festival in France. It was the first Kenyan feature to be in the festival. After Cannes, the film began screening all over the world. But the ban in Kenya meant that Kenyans couldn't see the film. The film was banned in February 2018. And then in September, the director, Wanuri, went to court to challenge the ban. Her argument was that she wanted the film to be in the running to represent Kenya at the 2019 Academy Awards. And in order to be eligible for Best Foreign Film, a film has to be shown for at least seven consecutive days in its home country. And the deadline for this? September 30th, 2018. So Wanuri sued the Kenya Film Classification Board, and she won. On the 21st of September, the KFCB lifted their ban of the film for seven days only. This would mark the first time a gay film would be shown in theatres in Kenya ever. So I went to the first screening in Nairobi. Um, It's about 10.30 a.m. No, it's 10.02 and we're about to go in to watch Rafiki. Oh my God, it's madness. There are literally hundreds of people here. Um, The screening was sold out about a half an hour before it was due to start. And so they've opened another cinema and there's still people coming in. Who knows, I hope they open a third and a fourth. But I did not expect there was going to be this number of people. It's so delightful to see so much support and so much joy. That was Mugambi Ntiga, a Kenyan filmmaker and actor. And he's right, the place was packed. So the lights dim, and I don't know what to expect. To be completely honest, I'm a bit nervous. When Rafiki premiered at Cannes, I read every review I could get my hands on, and they were mostly lukewarm. The Guardian wrote that it was conventional. The Hollywood Reporter called it, quote, quaint in an age when LGBT rights are an accepted part of the social fabric of most Western countries. But we're not in Western countries. We're in Kenya. From the first moment, you're brought into beautifully shot scenes of a Nairobi that most Nairobians know. Bustling streets, the local kiosk, Bada Bada drivers, and all from the vantage point of one of the main characters, Kenna, as she rides her skateboard through the neighborhood. In films, Nairobi is usually painted in extremes. Our city is often depicted as a crime-ridden metropolis, or a city that is a gateway for Europeans to have a grand colonial adventure. Rarely do we see depictions of middle-class Nairobi communities. And that is where Rafiki is set, 
in a tight-knit community built around a group of apartment blocks. The name of the film Rafiki is the Swahili word for friend, but the movie itself is based off of an award-winning short story called The Jambula Tree. Rafiki is a coming-of-age drama that tells the story of Kenna, played by Samantha Mugatsia, and Ziki, played by Sheila Muniva. The two women are daughters of rival politicians. It's a bit of a Juliet and Juliet setup without the double suicide. So basically, they meet and they fall in love in the summer after they graduate high school. Kenna is an introverted tomboy and Ziki is a pink-haired dreamer. Let's make a pact that we will never be like any of them down there. Instead, we're going to be something real. When the two girls are together, they're in a bubble where they can express their love for each other. And when they step out of it, that's when the conflict begins. This is illustrated through the treatment of a man on the estate who is gay. He's often the target of homophobic remarks and in one scene is shown to have been attacked all because of his homosexuality. Even with all the sweetness in the film, there is a danger lurking. There are hints early on that in the community in which they live, their love won't be accepted. But even with this sense of foreboding, the film takes its time to introduce us to dynamic characters on the estate. There's Kenna's mother. She's been left by her husband who's expecting a baby with his younger wife. The Bada Bada driver Blackstar who shows a tenderness towards Kenna even during the darkest moments of the film. The neighborhood gossip, who keeps a watchful eye on everyone and everything, including Kenna and Ziki. And we even see the hints of jealousy from Ziki's teenage best friends as they watch her getting closer and closer to Kenna. The well-written characters, along with the film setting, makes Rafiki feel like an honest and relatable depiction of what it would be like to discover queer love in Nairobi. I won't spoil the plot any further, but your heroes aren't who you think they're going to be, which makes for a good surprise. I can't say enough about how good this film looked, with the added element of there being recognizable Kenyan brands, from bags by Suave Kenya to Afro-urban streetwear by Chili Mango, and artwork by Wangechi Mutu. There were moments in the film when the sound and picture seemed out of sync, and I couldn't quite tell if this was a technical glitch or a stylistic choice. But even this didn't draw me out of the film. When the film ended, a large part of the audience stayed until the very last credit rolled. Some people were immobile because they were so moved. Some because they wanted to see all the Kenyan names that were behind the production of this film. And some people, like me, sat still because they just didn't want this moment to be over. It really felt like a moment in history. The first time a Kenyan queer film has been shown in Kenyan cinemas. and really inspiring, especially for young LGBT Kenyans, to be able to see something that reflects their lives and their reality. Um, I thought it was a good balance of sort of the, you know, the sad realities of being LGBT in Kenya, as well as um, just sort of a bit of hope at the end. Um, to me, it's a celebration of freedom of expression and just a celebration on the LGBTI just being, you know, like, close to be accepted, right? And to me, it shows that we can have, like, such spaces, you know, to just celebrate who we are. Rafiki is playing in cinemas in Nairobi, Mombasa, and Kisumu up until the 29th of September, 2018. Wunuri is going back to court to fight for a permanent removal of the ban, and, well, we're watching to see what happens next. 
Thanks for that review, Ida. And we wish Winori luck getting the ban permanently lifted. This episode was reported by Ida Halinambi, produced by me, Sally Chum, Ida Halinambi, and May Francis. Technical support by Rachel Wamoto. And additional reporting by Halima Gikandi. This podcast is a production of None on Record, supported by the British Council. Thank you to Maya and the Big Sky for our amazing theme song, Power. And we also want to give a shout out to Muthoni the Drummer Queen for her song, Suzy Noma. Which is playing right now and part of the Rafiki soundtrack. You can buy the soundtrack on iTunes. Follow Afroqueer Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes. I'm your host, Sally Chum. Join us next week for more stories from Queer Africa.